Today's daf is Nun Beis. We're holding ten lines from the bottom uh, on Nun Aleph Amid Beis. We're right in the middle of a really a Shas Sugya. Uh, and the Machlokas was Machlokas Rava and Abaya that according to Rava, a Kedushin can only be Chal if it's Masur and Lebiya. means at the time when the Kedushin is taking place, the man and woman have to be permitted to have relations. But if they're for some reason were not permitted at that time to have relations, then Kedushin cannot be Chal. Right? And the case that we've been dealing with is a situation where, let's say, uh, there's a, 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 a father's Makadish, let's say, uh, one of his two daughters to this man. And we don't know which one he was Makadish. And the problem is, that he can't have relations with either one. Because if he's married to one, he's not allowed to have relations with the other one. We don't know which one. So according to Rubber, that would not be a valid Kedushin. According to Abaya, it would be, and you'd have to give a get to both of them. That's called Kedushin Masurin Labia. Is this Kedushin literally handed over for Bia to happen or not? That's the, was the Machlokas. So we're still right in the middle of bringing proofs one way or the other. And this is going to be a proof, again, uh, to uh, support the position of Abaya, the contention of Abaya, which would be a refutation of the position of Rav. So Toshima, let's see. Misha Kiddush Achas Mishte Achayos. Right? So the case we talked about, a person was Makadish, one of two daughters, of two sisters, I'm sorry. Kiddish, and he does not know which one of the two sisters he is Makadesh is to him. So knows and get lazu, but get lazu. So you have to give a get to both. Now that would seem to be standard proof like Abaya, because according to Rava, what should be the result? Well, Rava says it's not chal because it's a Neither, you don't need to get it at all because they're right? Yeah. Someone says, how am I asking? And Kishahukra l'sof nisarv, which we gave an answer like this yesterday as well. The case over here was that at the time of Kedushin, it was identified which of the two sisters you were marrying but somehow, let's say they were twins, I can come up with some kind of, somehow it got mixed up and now you don't know. But now that helps us. Why does that help us? Because it was, at the time of the Kedushin, it was Masura Labia. It could be, it could have taken blood, because you knew which one at that time. The fact that subsequently it got mixed up doesn't take away from the Chalois of the Kedushin, and therefore the only way to extricate yourself from this mess is to give a get to both the sisters. But I would agree with this situation. That this, this, this is explaining for Rava. Oh. It, it was a kasha in Rava. The reason we're giving this answer is to, is to explain that according to Rava. Now, it says they want a deka nami, and they want to to bring this proof, is that dektani eina yedeya. It's mashma that eina yedeya means he, the husband, does not know now what happened, who, who, the, who is married to. But it doesn't use the expression eina yadua. Eina yadua is mashma that it was never known. That this is something that circumstantially right now we don't know. That's a raya because we did know at the time, we just don't know now, which is why the condition was chal, that's why you have to give a get to both. That's what, that's what uh, Rabbi wants to say. It doesn't say eina yadu, it says eina yadu. Now they want to ask a, a, a very good question. It's as follows. If in fact it was the way Abaya suggested to begin with, is that you, uh, didn't, you never knew Right? And it says you have to give a get to both. 
then the novelty would be is exactly a biased position. Well, the novelty of it is to teach me that even though you never knew that Kedushin is Masur and Labia, it's still Chal and you have to to both. But now that you say that no, it doesn't mean that. It means that you did know and you forgot. Or you, you, so then what's the novelty? And that's the Chiddush. You're Makadosh, uh, one of two sisters, and you knew at the time, and now you don't know, and you have to Makadosh both. What's, what's the Chiddush? Why does Atana need to be teaching me that? So it says, if though, what, What's the novelty now? If you tell me it's, it's, it's now that we don't know, but we did know at the time. So when it says that this Brisa is actually only part of a larger Brisa, and it's the second half of the Brisa where there is a novelty, meaning this case in and of itself, there's no Chiddush, but this case is the lead-in to the second half of the Brisa, and in the second half of the Brisa, there we'll see there is actually a Chiddush. Now let's see, what is the second half of the Brisa? Sefer Yitzrichalei, all right? Okay, you thought that we left y- Yavamas in the dust, we kept getting dragged back to Yavamas. So now, let's say, let's set up the case here. Speak it through in your mind. This fellow, okay, who was Makadish, one of these two girls, and even though we knew, going to we knew which one it is, today we don't know. Which means like this, bottom line is, what does the ratio say? So if you want to help them out, and you want to also take care of the fact that you now have messed up. You have to give a get to both, and then they go on with their lives. Okay, fine. Problem over here is this guy dies, and he has a living brother. Now what's the problem? Who's the he? Who's the, the, let's say Reuben and Shimon. So Reuben dies. So living right now, now, these two girls are not allowed to go out and get married now. Because one of them, Zika. Now, the problem is like this, is that usually you have an option of Yibum and Chalitza, one or the other. In this case, Shimon will not be allowed to do Yibum. Let's talk about why, because we're going to build on these cases. The reason he cannot do Yibum is very, is very simple. is because the Chachamim gave the status of the Zika it's like almost like a marriage, right? Now, if you are married to one of the sisters, you're not allowed to have relations with the other one. With the other one. It's called Achaz Zukukoso, the sister of a woman you have a Zika with, which means you can't do Yibum off, right off the bat because how do you know that the Yibum you're doing is with the right is with the right one? It might be the sister of the one would be Achaz Zukukoso. Fine. So you can't do Yibum. So now... You do chalitza. So you'll do the chalitza with the first one. Now you do chalitza with the first one. Now what are the choices? Right? If you, uh, if you didn't get it right, it was the wrong one, then the yibum you do would be perfect. That would be fine. But it might be that you did get the first chalitza you did was the right one. Now the rabbis also gave the status to the person who does chalitza. It's like, almost like you gave a get. Now, are you allowed to have relations with a sister of a woman that you were d- divorced? No. So you can't do Yibum to the second one also because if the first one was a good Chalitza, that would be Achos Chalutzoso. So on you, it's only on you, it's not on your brothers, but on you to do Chalitza to one and Yibum to the second one, you're not allowed to do because that might be the sister of the woman that you did Chalitza to. Therefore, your only option in this case is to do what? Do Chalitza to both of them. Because that way you've covered your bases. The same way as if the brother was alive, would have to give a get to both of them. When he dies, the surviving brother, 
Had Zuchalitza to both. Now, there's no big novelties over here. Again, we haven't made any big chidushim, but we're trying to figure out what's the novelty of this b'raisa, which is why we need that original lead-in, all right? So what it says like this, Save Yitzrichle. It says, Meis v'le'ach echon. If he dies and he has one surviving brother, number one here, there's one surviving brother, is going to be important, right? Cholitz l'shtehem. Now, this is the case. Let's say he has two surviving brothers. So Reuven dies, and there's a Shimon and there's a Levi. All right? Now, and there's two sisters over here where there is a Zika to both Shimon and Levi. Now remember, Chalitza really only needs to be done by one brother if you get it right. Okay? But over here we have a situation is we don't know which was the uh, wife of the dead brother. It could be either one of the sisters. All right? So now, let's go through the options. So the bottom line over here is as follows is that what the Gemara is going to say is really you could have a situation where it, uh, one brother could do chalitza to both. One of the surviving brothers could do chalitza to the brother. Or each one, one could do chalitza to one. one. You have to make sure that both sisters get chalitza because you don't know which one the zika is with. However, what the Gemara is going to say, and this is the novelty, there is a possibility to create a yibum scenario. What's the possibility of creating a so if, if the first brother, that's Hashem, does the chalitza, then the second, not dies, he not and the second brother can go ahead and do the yibum. Why? Because Meman of Shach, you're covered over here. Let's speak it out, all right? You have the two surviving sisters, which one of them is a wife to the dead brother, all right? One of them is the, uh, is, is, is the... One's a wife and one's not. One's right? a sister of, uh, of right. the wife, right, now. You, let's go through it. The first guy does chalitza. Now, to one, of them. to one of them. Now, he could do chalitza to both. That would be like the first case. There's only one surviving brother. We want to create a yib. We want to allow for a yib for the second brother. So how does it work? First one does a chalitza. Okay. Possibility number one. Possibility number one is he hit it on target. He got the right one. Okay. Now, he himself, we said would not be allowed to do Yibum to the second one because it's like the wife of your Grusha. I mean, the sister of your Grusha, you can't do it. But his brother, in this case, will we, we'll let him do the Yibum to the second one. Why? Because either way, you're covered. Either way, you're covered. Because if the first one got the Chalitza right, then the second one really was no bond on at all. And therefore, it's like you're just marrying a, you're marrying a woman that there was no bond on. If the first one did not get the right there was no Zika there. There was no Zika at all. Then the really, the real brother, the wife of the he's brother, doing right, he's, doing, he's actually doing the mitzvah of Yibum. So bottom line is that you've created a scenario where you allow the second brother to actually do Yibum and Maman of Shach, it's okay. But the order is very important. It has to be, the Chalitza has to be done first by brother A, which allows brother B to go ahead and do the Yibum. Why? Why can't, the fir- why can't you just go ahead and do Yibum first? Because you might then be living with a sister of a woman that you have a zika with. So the first one has to do the chalit. So that opens up the opportunity of yibum. It's a possible yibum. It might be just a possible, just a new marriage. But that's what that's the order that has to be done. Now the last piece of information over here is is that let's say they never asked the rabbi, okay, and both of them went ahead and did yibum. Both of them did yibum. Brother A did Yibum to one sister, and brother B did Yibum to the second sister. Now let's talk about it. 
there has been a possible indiscretion here. What's the possible indiscretion? Which brother did the possible indiscretion? Remember, brother A did Yibum to one of them, brother B did Yibum to the, set, to the sister. Who's done a possible indiscretion? Brother A or brother B? Why? Because he might be having had a relation with a sister of someone who had a Zika. However, one is going to say, but that's only temporary. Because once Brother B does his Yibum with her, so if in fact he, the first one, was the sister of the Shomeris Yavam, now that bond was broken by Brother B having Yibum. So we don't penalize and say, oh, you have to divorce her. So therefore, the Lechatechila the, the, the situation is Brother A does Chalitza with one, Brother B does the Yibum. But if they both did Yibum, one to A and one to B, then we let it go because the Zika was broken anyway by Brother B, so Brother A can still stay married. It's not considered like he's having relations with a sister of a woman that there's a Zika, because the bottom line is that Zika is only temporary until Brother B did the Yibum, and that would have broken the Zika. So the Lechatechila is the first one does Chalitza, the second one does Yibum, but yeah, if they both did Yibum, You'll let it stand. That's, and that's, the Mara says, that's the novelty that has to be specifically Chalitza first and then the Yibum is why there's a novelty in this Brisa. So Hayula Shnayim, let's say that the dead brother had two surviving brothers. Echad Cholitz v'echad Miyabim. That the Lechatechila should be one does Chalitza, one does Yibum. Now, im kodmu v'konsu, but if they both did Yibum, means that the brother A did it to sister A and brother B did it with sister B, then ain't motzi inosam We don't penalize them and make them get divorced because at the end of the day, everything has been satisfied. The Zika was broken. One of them did a correct Yibum. The other one is just marrying a woman that's a, that was muteris. No problem. Now, Davka, and that's the bride of finish. Davka, Mechlitz, Vahari, Yavumi. That's what the Gemara is pointing out. It has to specifically, to do the Chachila, the first brother has to do the Chalitza, and the second one should do the Yibum. Avil Yavumi, Vahari, Mechalitz. But to do Yibum first and then do the Chalitza, there you are possibly violating the, 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 the prohibition of having had a relationship with a sister of a woman that you have a, a Zika with, which is on a rabbinical level, like the sister of a woman you're married with, and that we don't allow to loy. To kapaga because you're having a relationship with the sister of a woman you have a Zika with. Okay, now we're still here again. The machlokas is between Rav and Abaya. Can you have a Kedushin if you would, at the end of the day, would not result in being able to live with this woman? To Kedushin that are not Masur and Labia, is it a valid Kedushin or not? Toshima, come and listen. Case over here was you had two people. Now, they don't have to be brothers over here. Two strangers, right? Stranger one uh, and, and stranger two. And there was sister A and sister B. And each one got married to one of them. Problem is, it got mixed up. And we don't know, is stranger one married to sister A and stranger two married to sister B? Or is it the other way around? Sister A is married to stranger two and sister B is married. Now, at this point, neither of, the one, neither of them can have relations. Why can't they have relations? They don't know who's who. No, because, because you can... What violation? Someone just says, I'm going to have relations with one of them. No, because they're sisters. No, even more than that. Aisha's ish. Aisha's ish. They're both married. They're both married. You can't have relations with either one over here, okay? So therefore, 
Bottom line is you can't have relations with either one. So what do you do? Each one doesn't. Each one doesn't know who they're married to. All right. So The only way to extricate yourself out of this mess and help them is each one has to give two gittin. Why does each one have to give two gittin? All right. Because you, and why can't the one just give the two gittin? If one just gave two gittin, doesn't help you. Why? Because he's only being Megarish, the one that he's married to. It doesn't help for the other one that he's not married to. So each one has to, bottom line, give two gittin, and then no harm, no foul, unless uh, there's a, a, now you can remarry if you want, but unless they're kahanim, you can't do that. But the point of that, that's the way you'd get out of the mess. Now, the point is, what? Now, the point is, again, the question is, according to Rava, if you have a condition that you cannot consummate with Bia, the Kedushin is not a good Kedushin, why do you need Gittin over here? Since each guy, at the end of the day, when he did the Kedushin, could not have Bia, it should be a Kedushin that are not Masur in the Bia, and if it's Kedushin that are not Masur in the Bia, no Kedushin, and we have to receive from a Brysa, Tanoyim, that it is considered Kedushin. How do we see it is considered Kedushin? Because what's the requirement? They both have to give Gittin. That's the Gmoras Kasha. So one says like this, the way we're gonna get out of it is again, the same answer. At the time of the Kedushin, they knew, okay? They just got completely plastered and then they forgot. But at the time of the Kedushin, therefore the Kedushin at the time was Kedushin Masur and Lebiyah. They originally was identified and then it got mixed up. So and Dekanami, the one brings a Raya. Because it doesn't say that it was never known. It says, Eino Yadeh. It says, the guy now doesn't know. Dekanami, the Ketani Eino Yadeh, Velokhtani Eino Yadua. Shmami, no, that's a good proof. Now, the one wants to know, Iachi Maila Membra. Again, back to our question. So what's the novelty? If the novelty would have been that they never knew, then the novelty will be that the halacha follows like a bias principle, that it doesn't matter if you can't do. But you're telling me now that, no, that's not the novelty, because they did know. So what's the chiddush? Obviously, this would be the outcome. Even without a tana teaching us that, I would have been able to surmise that that would have been the outcome. So what's an against, says the Gemara, let's go to the end of the b'risa. Say for Itzrichle, that the second part of the b'risa is where we see the novelty. Again, similar to before, but the the case is different over here. We're talking about two sisters that were married to? No. This was with two strangers. Two sisters were married to two strangers. And the result is each one has to give two gittin. That was what we said. Now we said that's not a novelty. But you know what's a novelty? The second half of this b'risa. What happened to the second b'risa? The second part of this b'risa is that one of these two strangers died. One of the two husbands died. Now, let's talk about this for a moment. If one of the two strangers die, so you have over here, one of the women are still married to the surviving stranger, and one of them is a Yibum situation. And we don't know who. Right? Because we don't know which one needs the get. Assuming that guy has another brother. Ah, below, Now, both of them had brothers. So now, since both of them have brothers, so therefore, they, they got it covered. So therefore, since both of them have brothers over here, so let's talk about over here. You have a situation, there's an Aishish-ish situation, and there's also a Yibum situation over here, and we have to take care of both of them because we want to be able to let, the, uh, uh, let these two women 
be able to remarry, right? They can't have relations with the survivor because the bottom line... They get a get from the guy. So let's see. So, uh, from the other one from both. Uh, uh, right. So now, so zecholetz l'shteyem, v'zecholetz l'shteyem. Focusing just on the yibum piece over here is that what has to happen is they, each brother, each, uh, each surviving brother has to do chalitza. because. One. Both Let's say one died. It didn't say they both died, right? It said only one. For Mace. It said one died, right? It didn't say no, they no, both died. Yeah. In the diagram. In the diagram, it says they it both says died? He, yeah, also in the, uh, yeah, also in the, in the Gemara, it says if both men died, each left the surviving brother. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I, get the, I think this would be yeah, the result. It has to be, right? Because right? if yeah. only one of them died. They still don't know which one. They still need to have two chalitzes. You still have a get. No, you no, got to have a get. One guy's allowed to have two get, and she have two chalitzes. And two chalitzes, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, both of them die. There's no need for get, but they both have two chalitzes. Correct, I hear. All right. All right, one says like this. Uh, um, so one says like this. Yach imayalim sef yisrechle. Meis v'lezeach v'lezeach. All right, it didn't say mace suits his mace. But anyway, the point is that let's say both of them died. Just can, so you don't have to worry about the get anymore. Right. But you do have to worry about the Zika, and we don't, and, and the bottom line is that they both are Shemeris Yavam. We just don't know to which brother. So therefore, the bottom line is each one has to do a chalitza to both. Right? So therefore, Now, let's make it, let's up the ante over here. Let's say again, both of them died. Fine? Less confusing. One of them had one surviving brother, and one of them had two surviving brothers. Now, what we're trying to get out of this is that somebody at least should be able to try to do a yibum. That we're trying to get out of here. One of them at least try to be able to do a yibum. So now, like this. Now, Ha'echad, the, the one that only had one surviving brother, he doesn't have an option. He has to do chalitza to both women, okay? Now, if he does chalitza to both women, he for sure, one of the women have been taken care of his, his zikor thing. But we don't know which one. Now we go to the surviving, it has to be done in this order, by the way, we'll see, because otherwise you can't get the yibum performed. So now we go to the brother that had two surviving. Now we have over here two. Now one of the brothers could have just done both chalitzas too, but then we don't get, we don't create, we don't gain a yibum. So we, we say that the, let the, one of the, fir, the first of the surviving brothers, let him do chalitza to one, and the second one, not he himself, he can't do it. The second brother will end up doing the yibum. That's like the similar case we had before. Now also, what's critical over here is that the brother that had one surviving brother, he has to do chalitza to both first. Yeah. And then only can we do them. The, 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 that's the novelty over here. And that's why this case is being brought down. That's what we're suggesting. And when there's a case, the one that has two surviving brothers, now, so we have the same thing. Let's say the two surviving brothers, they didn't do one chalitza, one did yibum. They both did yibum. The problem is that one of them then potentially had relations with a sister of the one that was a Zika, we said that's only temporary because when the second brother goes ahead and he does the Yibum to the second one, that will... Does he not, does it not first Chalitza to the one? And that's what you should have done. Uh, the two survivors should have been Chalitza and should have been Yibum. But if they both went ahead and did Yibum, so then retroactively the Zika is going to be broken anyway and they both can stay married to these two 
The chalitza, not only for those two brothers, you should do one chalitza first and one yibum, but also the original, sing, the one with a single brother, his chalitza should come first. Because, by the way, because why do you have to have his chalitza to come first? Because if you don't have his chalitza first, one of them might have relations with the Yavama Lashuk. It might, she might still be a Yavama, because you don't know, if you did yibum to the the, the other brother, the, the one who died, who had only had one brother, you might be doing Yibam to his actual Yavama, and you're not allowed to have relations with her until she, her Zika was broken. So the, the one with one surviving brother has to do Chalitza to both, then the one with two surviving brothers, one can do Chalitza, one can do Yibam. If they both did Yibam, you can let them stay married. Because then you might be having relations with the Yavama Lashuk if you didn't let the one with the one surviving brother do the Chalitza first. Okay, Tashema. Okay, this is going to be the final proof. Again, this is generally when we have Machlokas Rav and Abaya, who do we usually pass in like? Rav and Abaya, who do we pass in like? Rav. Six examples, okay? You should know this. Yal Kagam. Yal Kagam are the six examples. This is going to be one of them. Where Abaya trumps Rav. Okay? Let's see. Tashema, come and listen to Tani Tivyumi. Tivyumi taught the following Brysa. Lezech Hamesh Banim, Lezech Hamisha You have two guys. One has five sons, and one has five daughters. There's a movie like that, Seven Brothers, Brides. Anyway, so you had like this, five... Seven brides for some brothers. Seven brides for brothers. So anyway, so you had over here, you had one had five sons, and one had five daughters. Now Raji says like this, the five daughters, we know the father can marry as long as they're all uh, under, the, under the age 12 and under, right? However, the sons had to have appointed him an agent. Because they didn't appoint him an agent, he can't marry off his sons. But that's what happened over here. And when their two fathers came together and they said, I got some good looking sons, and he said, I got some good looking daughters, let's figure out. That one of your daughters, I will agree to marry to one of my sons. And the fathers worked out the deal, and he gave Kesef Kedushin to the father, and uh, the, the father, the sons, gave Kesef Kedushin to one. But that's one to one. Now, let's talk about this for a moment, okay? Now, they did not, it seems clearly, it's one of, they didn't identify who the party is over here. Who is the son and who's the daughter? Without identifying, they've now got themselves into a big mess. Why is there a big mess over here? They didn't say which one, and therefore what? You don't know which daughter has become Mekudesh's to which son. So now, the only way to clean this up, how many Gittin are you going to need? Five. Five? Each brother has to give five. Each brother has to give a get to each sister, to each daughter. Twenty-five Gittin are going to have to be given over here to get out of this mess. Sarver has hit the jackpot. Now, the problem is like this. This is what the Bryces says, but according to Rava, this is very difficult. Why is this very difficult according to Rava? Because according to Rava, you should not need a get at all. Why not? Because no, no girl can have relations over here with any of the brothers because you don't know, is she the one that's married or is she having relations with somebody that she's not married to or is she the sister of the one? So you, you, bottom line is the fact you need a get would seem to be a, 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 a tiyaft against Rava. Exactly. Someone says like this, each one of them needs five gittin. 
All right. Now, let's make it a little more confusing. Let's say, Mace Echad Mehen, one of the brothers died. Now, you don't know. Now, there's four brothers instead of five, okay? Now, you don't know. Is it that the one that died potentially might have been the one that was married, which now creates, in addition to Rakhmina for Gittin, you also need Chalitza. Now, tell me, how many Gittin are going to be needed and how many Chalitzas? Think about it. All right, I'll tell you for it. I'll give you the answer. You're going to need 20 gittin, all right? Because there's only four brothers. So each brother has to give each one of the five girls a get. Four, 20 gittin, but there's only going to be needed five chalitzas. Why is there only needed chalitza? Because only one brother has to do chalitza. You don't need to have chalitza, meaning like this. If the point over here is like this. Let's, let's go through the options. If the brother that died was the one that was married, you really didn't need the gittin. Why didn't you need the gittin? Because he's dead. All right? So therefore, all you need is chalitza. Now, chalitza has to be done by one surviving brother. So therefore, you only need to have, make sure that each one of these girls has a chalitza done, because then you for sure hit it. But then you have to do five chalitzas. Now, chances are, though, percentages are, that actually the one that died was not the one that was married, which means one of the surviving brothers is still married to one of these girls, which is, and we don't know which one, which means each one of them has to give a get to each one. That's 20 gittin and five chalitzas. Okay. Clear? Got it. All right. So like this. So each one of these girls are going to have to receive four gittin, four times five, 20. For chalitza and chalitza from one of them. Now, this is being brought down by a buyer as a refutation on the shita of Rava. Understand why it's a refutation on Rava. I really. He's saying that there is actually Kedushin, which yeah. is why you have to have the get and the chalitza. Right. And, and, and therefore, if you have to have, if therefore, if you have to do that, it shows a condition. Rava says, if there was no condition, you don't need anything. No, no, Rava says no, no, no. you can't have beer. And here you can't have beer. Now, why can't we say over here that it's the same thing? It means they did know which one. Give the same answer. You can't say that over here because the wording was clear. One of, it was Achas, one of the girls to one of the boys. So it's clear that wasn't talking about where you knew which one. He said, any one, they didn't identify the one. Maybe you're going to say over here also, it's talking about where it was identified and then they, they got mixed up. It says, one of your daughters to one of my sons. It doesn't say which one. Tayufta de Rava, Tayufta. Usually you'll see in a question, they'll say Tayufta de Rava without the second Tayufta. Tayufta de Rava, the answer. Once it says Tayufta de Rava, it's dead and buried. Done. All right? Refuge, refutation. And the halacha follows Abaya. You'll find this in uh, at least six places in Shas. The Yal Kagam. What is Yal Kagam? Yal Kagam are the six. That's an, uh, not an, not, was not an acronym. What is it? Uh, uh, well, you have each letter represents a, a case. Uh, a mnemonic. Right, like a That each one represents one of the cases. What are they? So you had in Bamatia Yush, Yush Lomidas. Remember, you find something that, you know, if the guy would have known that he lost it, he would have given up hope, so therefore can you keep it? That's a machlokas rav and abai, where the yush shalomidah is considered yush. All right? The gimel is, uh, is, is, from the, is from gittin. All right? It's a get uh, that, 
Uh, we're going to go with Rashi's understanding over here. Is the get stands for Gilidas in Gitin. That means that the guy sends an agent and then he makes it clear with certain words. Maybe he does, well, it's not so clear. Does he want the agent to continue to deliver it or not continue to deliver it? It's Machlogas Rovana by Gilidas, Begit, does he want it or not? Okay, that is, uh, I, I, I skipped something. I mean, the, I mean, the first one. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 uh, well, first one is Yerushalayim Adas. Ayin is Eid Zomim. This is when you disqualify an Eid Zomim, a guy like, a, you know, who trumped up charges against somebody. From what point does he become disqualified? When you identify him as the Eid Zomim or it retroactive from a point when he testified to Machlog, is Rav and Abaya. The Lamed is Lech Ya'om and Ma'alav. Lech, if you have a, a side post, that it can be used for closing off an alley, let's say it wasn't put there for that purpose. It just happens to be there. Can I use it even though it was not necessarily designated for that particular function? The kuf is our case. Kedushin she'en masurin l'biyah. That's Kedushin that wasn't given over Bia. We just said now it doesn't have to be given over to Bia. By the way, it makes a big difference. Let's say Lamaisa, Allah Lamaisa. You do Kedushin, the woman's a nido, right? Could be according to Robert, that's not a good Kedushin. Because you cannot have Bia with that Kedushin. We don't pass in that way. We all Kedushin. There is such a thing as Chupas Bia. That's actually why we always make the cup be given over, not from the husband to the woman. Because we don't want to identify is this a Chupas Nida or not. Because technically the husband, if she's a Nida, he can't give it right. So why is it like this? A gimel is giludas begitin, as we said, and the mem is mummer. Interesting, like this: if a person is a mummer, is a person that violates specific halachas. Uh, so if he, there's two cases. There's the guy that does it because he goes to McDonald's because McDonald's is is a dollar ninety nine as opposed to going to a kosher place where it's twenty four dollars for a burger. So he's doing it because of let's say avon. He's doing it because it's a, right. So that person you cannot use as a witness. Why? Because this guy already shows that he. Can he bribed money? He right. But what about if a guy's lahachis? This guy philosophically, uh, he, he actually doesn't even like McDonald's. He goes there to prove a point. Now, can he be used as a witness? Very interesting. You would think which one's worse. You would think, but he actually is a question because he might be better because he's got he's got he's got integrity. This guy's got integrity. That's a machlokas rav and abai, and that's the last case of the mem. Let's go by to. We had like this, we had a situation, it wasn't clear in the mission of the story. We had a person, it says like this, if you go back to the mission, it says, Maisa, Bechama, Isha, where's the place? Maisa, Bechamisha Noshim. The story with five women, and among the five women, two of them were sisters, right? A person picked a basket full of figs, which was from their property, that was their, their land. And it was the year of Shvius. And we said over there, the outcome of the case, the simple reading of the Mishnah was, the sisters cannot be, you cannot be married, you cannot, the, it doesn't work, condition doesn't work with the sisters, so, but one of them was an agent for all five, doesn't work for the sisters, but it does work for the remaining three, your Mekadesh, the remaining three. All right, that was the ruling over there. Now we had a Machlogas Rav and Abaya, what exactly the case was. Abaya learned the case was, is that you uh, said one of the sisters without identifying, so it can't work to either one because you can't have relations with either one. That's how Abaya, uh, that's how, that's how, that's, I'm sorry, that's how Rava learned it. Abaya learned that it was both of the, you try to Makadish both sisters together and it follows Rabba's dictum that when something cannot work consecutively, it cannot work at the same time either. So we had a Machlokas how to learn that case in the Mishnah. But nevertheless, says over like this, I'm a Rav. So now we're going back 
a generation. All right? We're going back actually two generations. We told them we machlogas Rav and Abaya. All right? Rav and Abaya were Talmidim of Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef, who themselves were Talmidim of, uh, of, of Rabbi Yehuda. Of Yehuda and Rabbi Yosef, who were Talmidim of Rav and Shmuel. So we're going back actually three generations here. So what does Rav say? Shmami nomi matnisim. From the case of the Mishnah, Arba, there's four halachic principles that can be derived from this case of the Mishnah. However, Raji says that in his uh, uh, corpus of halacha, of, uh, of halacha, he only included three of these principles. He did not include the four. So technically, he says you could argue that four halachic principles can be derived from here, but he himself only included Three. What are the shmami no? What do we hear from this? So the first one is hamekadesh beperush shvius mekudeshes. You see, it's like this. Now let's talk about every seventh year. You have shvius. Now I have stuff growing in my backyard. Now what's the halacha? The Torah says that. Though, what's the status of that shmita of the shvius perish? Anybody can come and take it. Now the question is like this. Very interesting. Chakira doesn't mean anyone can take it. When they take it, it actually becomes theirs. Or it means that Hashem says anybody's allowed to eat it, but it doesn't actually become theirs. What's going to be the difference? Let's say you want to Makadash an Isha with it. So I go into your backyard and I take it and I want to Makadash an Isha with it. If it became mine, then it's Kedushin. But if it doesn't become mine, again, the case over here was that you used Perishvius. You went down to the backyard of these women, you took it, and you Makadash them with it. And I said, it works for three out of the five women. So what do you see? That Perishvius you could be Makadash with. Right? Everyone see? That's, that's principle number one. Okay? Vishmami no, Kitcha Begezel, now the second point that's being brought out over here is that what happens if you steal something and you try and makadosh somebody with something you steal? Now when you steal something, you become financially responsible for the item. Now you could argue, if I become financially responsible for the item, then I could do something with it. So he said from here we see, from the initial seed is that you cannot be makadosh with stolen stuff. And not only that, even if you stole it from the person who's now accepting it as Kedushin, it's also considered to be Eina Mekudesh. Why would you think that if I'm Mekadosh someone or something that I stole from them, that it would be considered Mekudesh? Why would you think that? They gave up hope on it. Not not more than that. Why are they agreeing to take it as Kedushin? Ah, so that's going to be, you could argue, you could argue that maybe they don't really want to take it as Kedushin, but they realize if they don't say, I'm going to take it as Kedushin, they'll never get back, but they don't really, so therefore, point that Rav wants to say over here, you see that, and even if the item is theirs, what's the proof? Because the only reason this works, you went down to their field and you took it. Why does it work? Because we're Shemitah. If it wasn't Shemitah, what is it, Mashma? It would not work, because then it's Gezel, even though it's their item. So Rav wants to learn, not only do you see from here, you cannot be Makadosh with Gezel, but you can't Makadosh with Gezel, even if the Gezel is the, from the person that you're trying to Makadosh. So that's principle number two, all right? Mimai, how do we see this? The fact that Mishnah stresses that this item actually did belong to them, but but since it was Shviyas, that's why it works. Why does it work? Time of the Shviyas, the Hefkaru. The reason it works, it wasn't considered Gezel. What made it not Gezel? It because it was Shemitah, and Shemitah made it Hefker. It would have been one of the other six years of the cycle. It's Mashmah, that it wouldn't have worked. Why not? 
Because it's Gaza, loy. So therefore, that is the second principle. What's the third principle? The third principle, very interesting. Uh, uh, we had this in, in, in a number of different places. Yavamas, Sanhedrin, we haven't done yet. But what was the case over there? Let's say there's certain things that you don't allow co-wives to testify for one another. Why don't we allow a co-wife to testify? There's a bias, right? That's my competition. But here we see we're allowing one of the five wives, one of the five women, to be the agent for the other ones. So even though there are cases we don't allow a tzara, it's called a tzara, to testify on behalf of the other ones, we do allow a tzara to be an agent because otherwise it wouldn't be Mekodesh's. So that's the third point. That that one woman who's going to be a tzara can be a shliach for her co-wife. Even when they become tzaras. So a woman can be an agent for another one even when they become tzaras. And the fourth point that you could see from here, technically our lochi principle, is what do you see from here? The fact that we said that these two women, right? That these two sisters... We don't allow them to be mekudeshes, right? That you see from me, why aren't the sisters mekudeshes? Because since you can't have relations with any one of them, right? Therefore, you see like Rava, which we just disproved, that's the fourth argument. You can see that Kedushin, that Amos Labia. Now just remember, Rava was three generations below Rav. So when Rav said this, they hadn't really ruled on the machlokas yet between Rava and Abaya, which is this, because this principle is still up in the air. But he says, the Chorah, you could argue, the fact that you're not married to either one of the sisters would seem to support what Rava said, that a Kedushin that a Masurin Labiyah, it's not Masurin Labiyah, it's Eina Mekudeshis, right? So therefore, so now, but that fourth one, in his corpus of halacha, Rav did not teach. Now, why did he leave that fourth one out? Because we said before, you don't have to learn the Mishnah the way Rava learned it. You could have learned the Mishnah the way Abaya learned it. Rava learned somehow where you said, one of the two are married to me. You didn't identify which one. Abaya could learn that would be actually a good Kedushin, right? But Rava learned the case where you did them both at the same time. And since you did them both at the same time, something that doesn't happen one after the other doesn't even ha- doesn't work uh, Consecutive, it doesn't work uh, simultaneously because it doesn't work consecutively. Tomorrow says, Venechshava, why didn't he count that as a fourth case? The Masav Galei, because Rav was in doubt whether or not Ikabai, Ikarav, whether he learned the Mishnah way Abai learned it or went like Rav. And I remember, Abai and Rav didn't exist at that time. But it means the, that perception, that, that, that concept. He also understood you could learn it both ways. Okay, let's go back to Ki Solik Rav Zeira. Rav Zeira moved from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. Taisa is actually one place that's in Bavel is called Rav Zeira. In some places it's called Rebbe Zeira because he got Smichle in Eretz Yisrael. So when he moved from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, he says, He taught over that teaching that Rav had, that, that he had heard in Bavel from Rav, that in Makadosh Bekedushin, Begezel, Right? So I'm a lay, me, I'm a rabbi. So Yechon's response is, Rav really said that. Now, the person listening would think that, that what is he, why is he questioning that Rav really say that? That implies that he doesn't agree with it. Okay. That's really what Rav said, right? Kumar says, Bahula Amar, uh, uh, one second. Why was Rabbi Yochanan responding in such a way? Rabbi Yochanan himself, he doesn't agree that to the Kaddish with Gezo, you can't be Makadish a woman with Geda. Gezel. Vahamar Abyechun, we know that Abyechun Shita was Gazal, the Lunish Yashua Bailim. If something was stolen 
and you stole it, and the owner has not given up hope on it. It says, Shneim enem yecholim lahagdish. Now, lahagdish, we're not talking about marriage, we're talking about consecrating. Neither party can consecrate the item. Not the owner, and not the thief. Why not? The thief can't consecrate it because he doesn't own it. Even though he's financially responsible for it, he doesn't own it. If you don't own it, then what? You can't consecrate it. You can't consecrate it. Maktish, not Makadish. Can't consecrate it. And the owner, because he doesn't have it in his possession, you can only consecrate something if you have possession of it. He doesn't have it, so neither one can do it. But what do you see? That a person who steals something doesn't own it. So if a person steals something doesn't own it, then Rav, Rabbi Yochanan should agree with Rav that you cannot be Makadish and Isha with stolen property because you don't, you don't own it. Someone says, you're right. He, he was, when he was questioning, the Rav really said this, he wasn't questioning because he didn't agree with that being the halacha. He was just questioning, did Rav really hold like, like me? He was saying, oh, you see, I said the same thing as Rav. That, that's all he was trying to say. me Rav Kavasi. Did Rav really say the same way as I hold? Now, the Bnei Yeshua, the Mephor Shemi Spain over here, he asked, Rav took it up and, and it, it, it raised the ante. Rabbi Yochan just said, you cannot be Makata to a stolen property. Rav said you cannot be Makadish stolen property even if the person that you're Makadish is the person stole. you stole from. Right? That's an, an added layer that we're going to see. So Masevating one has the following question. says like this. This is a Brysa, I believe. That is where? That is... Uh, 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 we had it before on, on your Gimbal. Yeah. What it said? Kitsha Begezel. Your Makadish and Isha was stolen property. Or the Hamas. Hamas means you paid for it but you basically made the person an offer he can't refuse, right? Put a gun to his head, or he said, I'm gonna break your leg if you don't accept the deal. So even though you gave it, it's considered a form of theft. Why is it considered a form of theft? Even though you paid for it, that might make you feel good, but it's still the bottom line it is, stealing from the person. That's called Hamas, right? Gneva is when it's done surreptitiously. That's the burglar, it went into your house at night. So, you, so Gezel, you know the guy, the guy said, you give me the Rolex that's on your hand, and you, you see the guy, he mugs you, and, uh, and Geneva is the guy you went, you went out for dinner and you come back and your house has been burglarized. In all, right? Or the last case is where you stole the seller from the woman herself. You went and grabbed it away from her and then you turn around and say, with this seller. The kitchen. In all three, uh, in all of these cases, which seem to be four separate cases, the halacha is mekudeshes. So the Gemara is asking a question. You see over here that you mekudesh person with stolen property. It's mekudeshes. This is a kasha both on Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. So the says, "Hasam begezel dito." So the says, "No, the, the the cases are all talking about where it was her item." Now the Gemara seems to be introducing now that if it's stolen property that belongs to the woman, it works. So, so the Rashi point out, this doesn't help you for Rav, because Rav said even when it's hers, it doesn't work. But at least it would help for Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan just said you can't use stolen property. He didn't address if the stolen property belongs to the person. The problem with that is there seems to be four cases. The last one says that you took it from her. The first three did not say necessarily that you took it from her. So how can you say all four cases are talking about you took it from her? That's the last case when you took it from her. Hamid Iqdani said, but since the last case is Shachat of Selah Mishalah, Michlal, that implies the race of the first three cases was Gezel the Alma, was stolen property from the outside, not from her. We have the Amaskinan. So when it says like this, the way to read it is that the three cases involving some form of theft and the last case is not a fourth case. 
That's explaining on the first three cases. Why does it work in the first three cases? It's talking about when you took her property. That's why it works. You're right, if it's somebody else's property, try Makadish can't work. But here it works because since she's accepting it, it shows she's mochel on the, the theft and it's Mekudeshes. If you stole with Gezel, where you know who the Ganev was, Hamas where the guy paid for it, or Gneva, where it was surreptitious, it is Mekudeshes. When? Keita, when it's her property, you took her item, you Makadashu with it. Right? Now, the problem is that Rav brought a Raya from our Mishnah that even if it's Gezel Dida, it still doesn't work. And we just said the only reason she's accepting it because otherwise she doesn't think she can get it back. So how can you have here a Brisa which seems to be contradicting directly what the Mishnah said? We don't make a Machlokas Tana if we don't have to. Our Mishnah was talking about it only because of Shemitah it worked. But it wasn't Shemitah, it's Masha, it wouldn't work even though it's her item. Become a Rav, Enema Kodeshes, and Rav says Enema Kodeshes, where's the Lord Kasha? Had the Shadi, had the Lord Shadi. Says the there's a big difference. Were they in Shaduchim beforehand? Were they discussing getting married? If they were discussing getting married, you could actually hear a for exactly opposite. But if they were in Shaduchim beforehand, he grabs it from her and he's Makadashah with it, then there's, she's more prone to accept as Kedushin. But if he doesn't know, she doesn't know this guy from Adam. A guy walks over and goes ahead and steals her ring and then says, Harad Mekadashasli, and she says, yes, that's the case of our Mishnah. She's only saying yes to get it back. Get it back and that's Enema The bride is talking about that there was a relationship between them. They were planning on getting married and the, and the uh, he's playing around with it, whatever it is. But in the bride's, in the Mishnah's case, they, 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 she did not know who this guy was. Let's go back to him. There was a certain woman She's washing her feet in a basin. Guy walks by and says, those look like nice feet. And he says, so he's washing her feet in this mashkila de maya, in a basin of water. Guy comes by, and he sees this woman, becomes impassioned, I gotta marry this woman, and goes over to his friend, steals a zuz. Now the woman sees this. Steals a zuz from his friend, and gives it the Shadalah and throws it towards her and say, Amar Allah, and Amar Allah, Mikodeshasli, throws it towards her and says, Marry me with this Zeus. All right? Now, what's the halacha? So, Asahu Gabriel made to Rova. So, this fellow came to Rova to clarify was this a good Kedushin or not? Now, what would you say over here? The Chorite stolen property, and we said, in the cottage of No. Right. So, Amr, so now, the, the Ravah points out something. It's actually a three-way machlokus. Now, we know what Yush means. Yush means a guy gives up hope. Now, there is a position that when a person completely gives up hope from getting something back, then the thief is considered to be the full owner of this item. There is the sheet of Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says that if someone is brazen enough to steal from you in broad daylight, as soon as he takes it away from you, there's no way you're going to get that back. I'm going to go ahead and challenge this guy over it. And therefore, there's automatic use by Gezel. So therefore, what Rubber's answer to this fellow was, right, who was it, Rubber? Rubber said that nobody holds that like that sheet of Rav Shimon. I mean, technically, then it would be Mekudesh's. Why? Because this was a Gezo, and therefore it belonged to him, and she accepted it's Mekudesh's. But since nobody holds like Rav Shimon, unless the guy was Mayayish, we don't assume. That, that, by the way, there's the opposite opinion. There's an opinion that holds that if it's Gneva, there's automatic years, because you don't even know who the guy is. If you don't know who the guy is, 
You're thinking to yourself, how am I ever going to be able to get by Bagezel? At least I know who the guy is. I can go after it. So there's an opposite opinion. You know, but if Shimon's Shita is by Gezel, there's Yush. By Gneva, there's no Yush. The guy's scared of you, so you still think you can get it back from the guy. So Moses says like this. So he says, I'm a laser chash later of Shimon. Nobody is concerned about Rav Shimon's opinion. Now, the way it works with a share crop, let's just go different ways, but they had a situation of percentage. At the end of the day, all of the crops would be stacked and packed and, and, and classified, and then they would say, okay, you get 30%, the owner gets 70%. That's the case what would normally happen. So the Kaddish Shamchi, what he did was, he grabbed a, 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 a handful of onions, Right, I guess pulled him out of the ground, grabbed up and onion, and also, and, and he was Makadish and Isha with this handful. So now the shot. He's the sharecropper. He's the sharecropper. So he has a right to some of the Now, food. now, but we'll see. We'll see over here. He just grabbed the handful he was Makadish and Isha with. So Azaka made the rov, he came to Rova. So Amalei, Man Achloch, he says, Who was Mochel them to you to allow you to be Makadish? Now, what the Mora is going to say is like this. Let me explain it outside. What they would normally do is is get all the crop together and then classify. The little onions would be in one pile, the medium onions would be in another pile, the big onions another, and then they would divide it up so it's a fair division. This guy just grabbed a handful that has in it middle, small and, and, mid, and medium size and large, and he's trying to makadish the Isha with it. Now, therefore, in that handful, some of it belongs to... Yeah. To him, some of it belongs to the, the, and therefore he has no right to use that handful because it has not been yet classified and, and put into the piles. If it had been put into the piles, then you could say, yes, listen, I'm taking these five sure. onions and you'll get the other five onions. You could go ahead and do that, but you can't do that now because these haven't been classified yet. Therefore, you don't have a right to include stuff that doesn't belong to you to drive a show with. So he says like this. So Rav said to Man Achlech, who was Michael to you, the handful that you can use it. That's only because it was in a handful. Aval Kisha, but he had already been bundled and classified. Matsi, he would be able to he could say, he could say to the owner, to the owner of the land, I took one, one bundle and you'll get the other bundle and therefore this is completely my bundle and therefore it would be considered Mekudashas. Now how it works retroactively, I'm not going to get into that. So therefore Shakal is Kisha, Ad Kisha. All right, and Kisha, Kisha, because the bundles there are the equal size and there's no, they're all the same classification and there's no problem. How is Sarsia? Sarsia was, I own a brewery and I bring in people that are experts in making beer. Now the way they would make the beer is that the fur, they would squeeze, they made it out of dates, date beer. So they would squeeze it until the liquid came out. Now the sludge, the pulp, would add, they would add water and run a second run. And they would do this thing, a third run, a fourth run. Now obviously each run is less potent than the run before. And then they would divide up the, uh, either they would pay for it or divide up the beer uh, amongst the, between the owner and the, uh, and the brewer that he had hired. Now what this guy did, he took a, a container of sludge, right, that was worth at least a pruta, and his Makadish and Isha with it. Now technically, he's not supposed to be doing that because technically he doesn't own the sludge. So Moses is like this. So who sarsia the kaddish be pruma de shichra? Pruma de shichra is the pruma is the sludge. Asa mare de shichra. The owner came. Ashkechen found that that he had done it. He had given away to this woman. So amale amale tasted mehay charifa. Why didn't you use the more potent 
batch. Why are you using the less potent batch? Why aren't you using it? Now, what does it imply? He's okay with that it. he's okay with it, right? So therefore, Azakamedi Rovos, the Shiloh came to Rovos. So Amar lo Amr Klachetzel Yafos. That argument that he said, go use better ones, is a riot that he agrees, does not, you cannot apply it to this case. The only case we allow, you should have used better ones, is a case that is not similar to this one. What was that case? Elenia and Truma, it's considered Truma. Truma we know, generally you have to make it an agent to be a Truma. Let's say a guy goes into his neighbor's field, wants to help him out, the guy that made an agent, took Truma on his behalf. Now you could argue, no, I want to do the mitzvah myself, I didn't want you to do it, I didn't make you an agent, but the guy comes back and said, you should have given better crops. You could have even give, you could even use better crops. Now, Lechorah, he didn't say you should have, he said you could have given better crops. Now, you could say is, that shows he agreed with it. It means he didn't say you shouldn't have done it, he said you could use even better crops. Now, the point is gonna say like this, if there are actually better crops, then it's a good truma. But if they're not better crops, then he's really being sarcastic. Huh, you couldn't find any better ones to use. And there aren't any better ones, that shows that what? Right. Now, if he adds to the pile of truma, then for sure that shows that he wants. Now, only by truma do we say that. Because by truma, he gains. What is his gain? Someone did it for him, he gains. He did the mitzvah now. He doesn't have to go ahead and do it again. But using sludge to Makadish a woman for you, the Balabayas doesn't gain anything. So whether, what if he said, go, you should have used better ones, or whatever it is, there we don't apply the rule that you see he wanted it because there's no gain for him. Let's go and let's finish this up. So when it says like this, that's only in your truma, Bilvan. The sign is Lenten writes, that Kate said Amru, when did we say that Torah Shalom does, that if you take truma without permission, truma's a truma, it works, is Haresha Yarb, the you went down to your friend's field, Belikate, and you, again, you, you picked it, Betaram, and you separated, Shalom without permission of the owner, if we're concerned that there might be gezel involved, ain't truma as a truma, there can't be truma. But in Lava, we're not worried about there being gezel, truma as a truma. Now, how do you know whether it's gezel or not? Let's see what the owner says when he comes home. And he found that truma was taken. He said you could have used even the better crop. In Nimsa Yavas, if there are better crops, then Truma is a Truma. But in Lava, if there's no better crop, and Truma is a Truma. Now, how you bother Malachim is even if the Bailim added to your Truma pile, he actually gave even more, was in Benkach or Benkach, whether there's better or there was no better, it doesn't matter, Truma is a Truma. That only works in the case of Truma because what you did benefits him. How does it benefit him? He gets the mitzvah of having separate truma. But over here, you're the uh, landowner. And now this guy goes in head and uses sludge. It could be you're only saying that because you're embarrassed. The people say, oh look, the guy's only paying him. Look what he's paying. He has to make and Shanisha with sludge. So he said you should have used better. But you cannot bring that as a raya that he really means that he's okay with what you did. But therefore, he's only saying it out of embarrassment. And therefore she is not Mr. Dutch.